Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome into episode number 62 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town, and we're the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's been a long time, but just in case you need a refresher, don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Babes on Broad. You can follow me personally at Sam Wills 18 and then Jess at Run This Town 13 on Twitter and at Jessica underscore town with an E on Instagram. So it's been a while since we've done that. I feel like you might need it. It's also yeah, been a while since you've heard from us. The Eagles it's were been dead. a while since you heard from like... us. Yes. <laughs> we needed that break that just kind of cleansed our palate. And you know, night one, I was feeling it. I was like, this is what I needed. I am pumped for this. We got, we got our guy, Devonte Smith. You, you love it. And I was feeling good after night one. Let me tell you. All of my anger, all of my stress was out the window. I, you're absolutely right. I needed to decompress after yes. this season. There was just, they were, the team was so bad. There was so much drama. There was so much BS, for lack of a better term, just surrounding everything with the Eagles. And I really did just need to, like, not think about football. And we, <laughs> I don't remember who it was. I think it was they were talking about um, – they were talking about Trevor Lawrence and, you know, what Urban Meyer used to do at Ohio State, like rolling Dwayne Haskins out of the pocket. And I was sitting there and I was like, wow, I haven't thought about a quarterback rolling out of the pocket in months. And it was the <laughs> cleanse that, that I needed. I, I just, I was like, I haven't screamed about this for so long. And you're absolutely right. Like I was, even before the Eagles made the trade up, like even before any of that, I was like, all right, like I'm kind of into this. I'm feeling good. I'm back to football. Like I love this. And then, you know, credit where it's due, how he read the situation perfectly. Um, you know, trading back, and and he read it perfectly mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago when he yeah. really made the trade. Um, you know, kind of had a feel on what the Broncos were going to do, and once Patrick Sertan was out of there, I mean, it, it you know, it, it really he didn't need to be at six. It really cleared the way for for what he wanted to do. And you know, for anyone saying that he didn't need to move back up, he absolutely did because the Giants were one hundred percent about to take Devonte Smith. Yes. There. Um, I think that was the most impressive move because he made the deal with the devil to say, I mean, because it was with the Cowboys. Yeah. You got the Cowboys to help us out, you know? 
which is, I mean, and the, the reaction from that Giants fan is priceless because, I mean, think about being in that situation. If, you know, the, the Giants or the Washington yes. make <laughs> the Cowboys jump in front of us. Oh my God, I would be losing my freaking mind. So I'm so sorry to that guy. And it was funny. One of uh, Joe's roommates from college sent me a, uh, a text after and was like, I'm so pissed that you guys got Devonte Smith. And I was like, I would like to say, I'm sorry. I'm not. We stole the division from them. Well, not stole, but we made sure they didn't get the the division last year. And then we came in and we took their guy. Literally trophy winner. Took a playoff game right out from under him for no reason. And then traded that pick away that we bombed that game to get. And then jumped back up in front. Priceless. That that was a a classic Howie move. That was that was pretty funny. It was a good one. And I like to see that. I said I was like, you know what? I'm not going to talk bad about him for at least 24 hours. And then day two happened, and I were he's dead to me again. And it was probably 23 hours, and then yeah, (laughs) Yeah. about about that. You know, I I tried very hard. He he absolutely deserved credit for reading that situation perfectly. Day one, he did very good. Hundred percent, very well. Then we move into day two. So this is our day two recap episode for Bleeding Green Nation. Um, <laughs> now, the Eagles were supposed to have a second and two thirds, but they traded one of those thirds to Dallas in order to get that pick. Um, so had two picks last night. Um, they started by drafting. So they had six pick in the second round. Um, you and I had talked about it previously. We really wanted them to address this defense and not mm-hmm. the defensive line. The secondary. Um, yeah. They need, I mean, the linebackers, we don't have NFL linebackers. Um, do we even have anybody on the secondary other than Darius Slay? Is your plan Michael Jaquette? Because it shouldn't be. Um, you know, they, there were a lot of really good options there at, what was it, 37 they were sitting? Yeah, it was 37. There were, there were a lot of good options. And actually, as I'm watching the draft and as I'm listening, I'm like, okay, there were a couple. So actually, you know, one of the guys that I had my eye on was the was the corner from Georgia that went to Jacksonville in the first pick of the second round. And I was like, okay. But I also, the two guys that I really had my eye on were Asante Samuel Jr. Um, and the linebacker from, from Notre Dame. I, yeah. you know, either one of those, I would have been happy addressing the secondary addressing the linebacker position or the corner position in the second round, I thought was an absolute must. Um, they didn't shockingly. Um, they drafted Landon, Landon Dickerson, a center out of Alabama, which upside we talked about great can play multiple yeah. positions. I mean, healthy. He's the best guard in this whole draft. They said, and he's great. so versatile. So like when you look at that and they say he should have been in the top 10, 15 picks, if he was healthy, it's huge, but the big if, that is a huge if, especially in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, the injury thing really scares me. Um, yeah. I like his personality. He was, he was pretty funny and, and kind of quirky on the, on the uh, press conference after. Yeah. You know, I, I like the guy. I think he would, he's going to fit in really well here. I think he's going to gel well with some of the guys that we have on the offensive line. And you know, think about it last year. The offensive line was extremely banged up the whole time. They needed guys who were able to kind of fit at different positions and step in wherever they could when necessary. Um, so that's the, the logic behind it, the philosophy behind it. I'm totally, totally, totally on board with. I don't know if I would have done it right there because, again, there were other positions, I think, that are more of a need than a versatile offensive lineman. I understand that, like, Jason Kelsey might retire soon. And, you know, Lane Johnson was really hurt last year and is getting older. Like, I, I understand. I, I get it. I'm there. 
but it also just, I mean, the kid started at Florida State as a true freshman at right guard, one position. He was the first, I thought this was interesting, the first true freshman to start at on the offensive line since 1982 for Florida State. Wow. Um, he's that good. Trey Thomas didn't even do that. Right. So he's that good. Mm-hmm. But he tore his ACL and then missed the rest of the season after, you know, starting there. The next year, he missed most of the season with an ankle injury after starting four games at left guard. Then in 2018, he started one game at right tackle before another ankle injury ended the season. (laughs) Then he started 13 games in 2019, um, second team All-SEC in his first season with Alabama. But with that, he started four games at right guard and nine games at center. So still can literally play every position. And then in 2020, he played in 11 games. Um, he won the, you know, the trophy for the being the nation's best center. Um, Alabama offensive line was number one, but he tore his other ACL and he just had surgery. So he's also coming off of surgery right now. Yeah. And well, that was one thing I saw too. He might not be ready for the beginning of the season. So for people that are like, oh, somebody that's going to be ready day one, no. he might not be. He got that's, hurt in December. <laughs> right. So thing like, I really, where, with where the Eagles are right now, they needed to, I, I feel like in rounds one through three, because of how high up they have picks, they needed two, maybe three day one starters. I agree. And my, my biggest thing, we talked about it as we were introducing this. You need, I would have went with Asante Samuel Jr. just for the fact that in my mind, you have Darius Slay back there, locked down corner, but you literally have nothing else around him. You have a good line, so they're going to have to, they're going to put pressure on the opposing quarterback. He's going to release it to the opposite side of Slay, and that means nothing because it's going to be a completion almost every time because who's over that? You know what I mean? Right. And if you do something as simple as, uh, you, you, you uh, just a quick screen pass, get the ball out early. Yeah. If the defensive line doesn't have time to get home, you're screwed. I think, and that's why I would have went with Samuel as well, is because we have a complete lack of linebackers. So I'm okay with waiting a little bit to get a linebacker that's a solid one, maybe in like the fifth or sixth round. Sure. But they definitely need, in my eyes, to get a true veteran like presence there in the linebacker field this offseason. Yeah. So we'll see that, but that's why I would have went with the corner just because you would have had that combo cornerback that we haven't had since Asante Samuel senior. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you need, it would have been something that that definitely would have been my go-to because again, like this is a great pick if he stays healthy. And I think it also shows too, I mean, freaking um, Saban, he obviously saw the great or like his greatness and his upside as well. And seeing his injury history, and he was like, you know what? He's still so great. Let's bring him on. Went to Alabama and still had back-to-back injuries. Yeah. He has not had one healthy season. Yeah. And that's not even looking back to high school. No, it's just college. And and he played all through college. He played five years. And I totally am with you. Like, I, I, you know, draft a lineman from Bama, sign me up. You know what I mean? Like, two players from Alabama, sign me up. Like, Heck Not yeah. the most injured guy on the roster. <laughs> I'm like, bro, come on. Like, it's like, you know, who, who, Ed, uh, the, the guy from Sports Illustrated, Ed Kratzy, he said something like, he asked Howie why he doesn't draft players from Alabama and then literally lived like rent free in Howie's head because Howie brought that up during the presser. And he, oh, literally, he like, he took Devontae Smith and then I feel like he, he 
yeah, he took a player from Alabama, but I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, again, I, I, want, I want him to be – I'm not upset that he's an Eagle. I want him to be great. I just – the injury thing really scares me. And with, a, with Asante Samuel Jr., who might honestly be better than his dad, yeah. still there – I don't know. I was really, I was really disappointed in that decision. And, you know, I, I think. Wasn't the worst in the world. No, but, but it's I, definitely disappointing because they let up something that really could have helped our team for a big if. I thought, I thought there was a better option. Yeah. What they did. Well, and just like, it's not even like if Dickerson's healthy, yeah, he's going to be great. Like, I mean, he wouldn't have even been there if he was healthy. That was what everybody was saying. So, yeah, it's a great pickup in that fact, but not for this team, even if he were healthy. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's not where we need the immediate address right now. And I do right. like, like you said, I like the thought that, like, maybe he'll learn from Kelsey. Maybe he'll learn from Lane. Like, I like that. Yeah. But it's not the immediate need. Right. It's not the immediate need right now. And the Eagles secondary I mean we saw it last year when when they had injuries and they you know we talked about it why is Fletcher Cox not showing up why is his defensive line not getting home well they have nothing behind them so if the quarterback's just getting the ball out quickly support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Which moves us to the next pick. Which moves us to the next pick. So <laughs> they started the third round by trading 70 to the Panthers for 73 and another sixth round pick because who doesn't need four sixth round picks? Um, Milton Williams. Quantity over quality. Yeah. Milton Williams, defensive tackle out of Louisiana Tech. Now, said to be better than Gerald McCoy when he was coming out. Last season, he had 10 starts, 44 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. A little bit undersized for a tackle. So he's a little bit, I think, caught in between positions in the NFL a little bit. Yeah. Like, is he an end? Is he a tackle? Um, but uses his hands well, so the size thing might not be as much of an issue. My thoughts, again, the defensive line is going to be insane. Absolutely nasty. The Eagles tend to overinvest in this defensive line, in my opinion, though. Yes. Sometimes neglect the obvious issues like linebacker and like corner. The D-line will be great. Thoughts and prayers to the rest of the defense, honestly. I know, and that's what's so frustrating about it. This was my biggest oh, of the night. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, 
it's so frustrating to me because this guy is so undersized. There's no way he's a year one player. Mm-hmm. But we took him in the fourth when we had so many areas of need that we've already even talked about that we would have addressed in the second round. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah, so I said in the fourth and the third. But um, it's just, it's so frustrating in the fact that there's those areas that we've been begging for and needing and needing and needing. And like, it's almost like they don't understand. Like, yeah, you did great when you got Darius Slay. Do you not understand that one corner cannot save that secondary? Like, even if Darius, I mean, we saw it before. He was an all-star, all-pro corner and came here, and he couldn't do anything because they just wouldn't target him. Right. He has no control in that fact. So it's so frustrating. And one of the things I wanted to bring up about Milton Williams is the fact that I brought up, because he did have a great combine, and that's what everybody was talking about, is how great of an athlete he is. And looking at his one of the charts from his combine, it rates him in everything. And in all his speed and agility, jumps, everything, he's like a 90 or higher rating because he's that good of an athlete. Mm-hmm. But what concerns me, you go to height, he's in the 50th percentile. You go to weight, he's in 6th percentile. Wingspan, he's in 35. Arm length, he's in 6th. Height or hand size, he's in 38. Like the things you can't teach. I mean, obviously weight, you can, you can try to whatever, but the other things you cannot teach that. So where do they expect these numbers to improve in when you can't teach height, wingspan, all that? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate because it's like the joke that we keep, that we keep making is like, you know, oh, the Eagles are in the, you know, top 10 for for all these picks and and what are they going to do probably draft a you know project offensive lineman and a you know a a project defensive line like that's the joke you know what I mean I I can't I can't tell you how many times I've said that just trying to mentally prepare myself for this to be screwed up and it just develops right in front of me and I know that and again am I mad that he's an eagle no but why there when you have so many other needs to address? And I think that the, we, we talked about this earlier today, you and I, and it's what's circulating around the internet right now. There's a very clear video of Howie being like, hey guys, look what I did. Hey guys, look what I did. Hey guys, look what I did. And Andy Weidel and Tom Donahue, or, or Tom Donahoe, excuse me, and the senior uh, scout advisor, both are clearly like, cool bro, like awesome, yeah. made that decision. It's not the right one. Like you see that they're that Howie and Jeff are on one page and no one else is in agreement. And that's what is, you know, we've, we've been talking about, that's what everyone's been saying. And that's where the frustration comes in because it seems like Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are just doing whatever they want to do and not listening to anybody else. And it's their way or the highway. And uh, what's happening is this team is, is just getting screwed by it. And it sucks because as fans, we didn't choose to be here. We were born into this. Like we were born into this mess as Eagles fans. And it's just so painful. And honestly, that video, the senior scout advisor is, is exactly how I feel. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, like you said, it's just so frustrating because it's so telling and it's not even shocking because <laughs> it just is over and over and over again. And I don't know, because like now you just try to think about it and you're like, okay, so they do have, I think it's like seven or eight picks left between the fifth or fourth, fifth. Yeah, they have eight. 
Yeah. Okay. So I was trying to count in my head. Yeah. So yeah. eight picks. Yep. And it's just like, you can't even predict what they're going to do because it's so many picks that you kind of want to believe. And hopefully like they'll use some of that to gain leverage for next year's draft and like give some of those away to teams that actually truly need them. So you want to like think they'll do that. But at the same time, you're also like, okay, so now you really just need to use those picks and stock up on corners and linebackers and hope that one of those ends up panning out to big NFL talent. You know what I mean? So like you can't even predict what's going to happen with all of that coming up today. Yeah. And you hope that with this new coaching staff, maybe the, the development of talent is a little bit better. You hope to see guys like a Jalen Rager take a step forward and, and some other guys in there that, you know, maybe were, we were a little frustrated with, and maybe they were a little frustrated with the voice in the room. I mean, who knows at this point? Um, so I, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I still think this is a, you know, five to seven win team. And that's only because other teams in the division are, are not great. Um, and they'll still be playing a last place schedule. But I just think that in terms of what they could have done, they, I think they, I don't want to say that they missed, but I, I don't know if they made the best decision given where the team is right now for them to truly improve and now right now where the like where the offensive talent is in terms of weapons like you, you Jalen Hurts is 22 you know what I mean like Jalen Hurts is 22 yeah Smith is 22 or 23 like they're all kind of around that age there's a lot Miles Sanders is young like they've got a lot of young talent that they can really build with on this offense which is exciting and then obviously the next step is making sure the offensive line is shored up especially you know depending on what happens with Jason Kelsey, mm-hmm. Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks like the older guys on the line. Um so I think like I'm good to go on the offensive side of the ball right now like I'm 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 excited yeah, to I see have faith in what they can do. Um but I mean I, I I'm not of the mentality that I want to see, you know, 50 to 48 that's what I was just thinking. So yeah, cool. We'll put up points, but there's nothing stopping the other team from putting up points. <laughs> Quite literally nothing. You no, and I like, go out there and do a better job of stopping the other team from putting up points. Than and that's, it's so, so like, it's to the point where the other team could be on the two line going into the end zone, like two yard line. And they'll still score and it won't be from getting through our defensive line because they're going to be stacked and they'll hold them. They're going to do a little pass <laughs> to the yeah, back of the end right. zone and nobody's going to be able to stop it. Yeah. No, no, That's what, what no, literally no, I'm envisioning close. already. It's yeah, so frustrating. It's going to be a little brutal. I, this defense really makes me nervous. Um, and Hopefully they, they, don't have money. they don't have money. You. Like they, I don't, they don't have money. So I don't know how they're, what their plan is. You know what I, I know. Mean? And that's what I'm saying. Like, ah, ideally I told you already, I want that true veteran linebacker to come in and like be able to do something, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We have no money. They have no money. And who in their right mind, based on the off season that they've had in the last year, who in their right mind is signing up to willingly come here? Right. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that after everything that's come out about how awful of a person, like the front Howie Roseman and, and can't trust and, them and can't trust it. Why would I sign up for that? Why would I willingly sign up for that? And they don't have money to give. That, that doesn't make sense. No. But going into today, the Eagles have a fourth, a fifth, four, sixth round picks, two seventh round picks. 
we hope they do something with them. Um, yeah, that can, that turns into something positive or, you know, anything. I, I need them to draft some, a, a couple corners in there. Honestly, I hope they take four corners in the sixth round. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, they, they need to do something because what they've got right now is not it, but that is our episode for today. Nice day two recap. It's, it's good. It's bad. It's all of the above, but that's what you get with the Philadelphia Eagles. So thank you for listening to episode 62 of Babes on Broad. Thank you as always to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Now that football is kind of back in the swing and things are starting again, you'll be hearing from us more often. Sixers play this week a lot. They're about to play what? five games in seven days it's absolutely outrageous to try to close out this season and get the one seed so go Sixers the Flyers are not good the Phillies almost fought the Mets last night that was exciting um bench is cleared love that but thank you again for listening to our episode we are the babes on broad on BGN radio